Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's episode of Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you again from a hotel room, this time in New York City. We're back from Orlando soon. Uh, I will have a full recap of everything that went down on the trip that Katie Linendahl and I had to Orlando. You know, I talked about it last week, I guess, on the podcast. We were there for three days covering everything at the Performance Center. That's going to be a part of an article that we make for Men's Journal. So once that article comes out, we'll be able to share everything with you. We just don't want to scoop ourselves. Wouldn't make any sense, would it? Speaking of Katie Linendahl, she'll be here on the podcast with me talking the state of wrestling. Now, this week, there's, of course, as always, a lot to talk about. But to me, those divas coming out on Raw, not even divas, NXT women, those female wrestlers that came out on Raw on Monday is the story. That's the story to me. We all know what a fan I am of female wrestling. Uh, The reason I'm in the city here is because I just went to the premiere of Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie. And it's really interesting, and it works on a wrestling level, because while I was there, I said hello to John Cena, who was there with Nikki and Brie Bella. The reason it's interesting is because the movie comes out on Friday, and I recommend all wrestling fans go to see it. Because if you want to see John Cena curse, if you want to see John Cena non-PG, if you want to see John Cena naked, that's right, I said naked, then Trainwreck would be the movie for you. WWE has, uh, was obviously totally hands-off in terms of this movie Trainwreck. John Cena plays a bigger part than I would have thought he plays, and he does exceptionally well. He's really, really funny. I talked to Judd Apatow, who was the director of this movie this week on my SiriusXM show, Sam Roberts Show, and he said when John Cena showed up at the table read, he was funnier than any of the comedians that were there. Uh, so it makes you think... If he has that kind of ability, is that something WWE should be cashing in on? I guess we could talk about that in the state of wrestling if we get to it, but Katie and I have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Before we do any of that, let's get to this week's interview, huh? Tough Enough is, of course, the big reality show right now. It's supposed to be big anyway. I think I read, for what it's worth, that USA is not terribly happy with the ratings, but that's not because of the contestants, I don't think. I think that has a lot more to do with maybe the format of the show. Um, maybe, I don't know. There's a, there's a hundred different things you could blame, and that's not really what we're here to talk about because regardless of the format, anybody who's watching that show was probably as surprised as I was. This really shocked me last week when Daria was eliminated from the show. Now, Daria had an MMA background, but the reason that I thought she would last was because she was a spitfire. I mean, she started trouble everywhere she went she called people out she was she was starting fights she wasn't afraid of anybody she was competitive she was perfect for that show and for some reason uh she was put after a an entrance that for it was right she did not do a great entrance into the ring in terms of being a character but it was also her fourth week or whatever um for whatever reason daniel bryan the judge put her in the final three and then the fans voted her off the show. I was surprised she was voted off the show, but I had the opportunity to talk to her. She called up. I said, yeah, Daria, get on the podcast. Let's talk about Tough Enough. Let's talk about the process. Uh, And let's talk about how you felt not only being eliminated from the show, but on the casting special, coming out of the closet, admitting, not admitting, but announcing yourself as a gay woman. That's a big, big deal. So she did all that. And then she did Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, which you get to hear right now. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. We welcome, on the phone, fresh off of Tough Enough, the Jersey Devil herself, Daria Baronetto. What's going on, Daria? What's going on, Sam? How are you? I'm, uh, well, I'm good. How are you, is the question. I'm still on my show. You're not on your show anymore. <laughs> what, that, that's a, How are you? I'm- great i'm doing awesome i'm just excited to you know get these lemons and make it into some some bomb ass lemonade yeah and i think it's very possible like the interesting thing about tough enough is that so many people have gone on tough enough and most of the people 
that are still part of WWE that were on Tough Enough are not the winners. Right. That but, seems to be the trend. Yeah. Uh, for you didn't did you grow up a wrestling fan? No, I didn't actually. Um, I got into wrestling probably the same time I got into MMA, but very briefly. Like I would watch it once in a while uh, with my friends when we would watch UFC and MMA as well. And when I saw this opportunity and I started really learning, you know, the background and the history and the greats of the greats and doing my homework and my research, I fell in love with the sport. Yeah. How does it – I kind of understood on some level Brock Lesnar left wrestling and, and went to UFC. And, and you heard, you've heard CM Punk did the same thing. And some, mm-hmm. of the, some of the older guys talk about if MMA had been around when they were kind of training and when they were young – that they might have gone in that direction. Is there a missing element in terms of, like, competition? Because as much as, as pro wrestling is athletic and as much as it is competitive and, and, and fighting and all that, it is still predetermined. So the, the idea of the results being up to somebody else at the end of the day, is that something that takes away from it? No, not at all. Not for me, at least. Um, yeah. I could see how if you had that mindset, maybe it would, and maybe you would gear more towards one of the sports or the other. Yeah. But the reason that I do both of them and the reason that I love MMA and that I love pro wrestling is it's all about expressing myself. You know, yes. I'm a really extreme person. I'm a really passionate person. Um, and by nature, I like to express myself. I like to talk. I like to talk with people. I like to, you know, communicate, and I like to entertain so, bottom line, both of those sports, both of these industries bring those aspects to the public eye. And that's why I do this. You know, I like to make people smile. I like to entertain people and hear people, you know, kind of cheering and stuff. I like to feel the energy of the crowd. Have you gotten to uh, see some of what's going on with the women in NXT while you've been training? Oh, absolutely. Um you know, I, I looked into them before I got into the Tough Enough House, you know, when I found out that I got picked and everything. I did my research more on NXT. And then being there, I got to, you know, meet a lot of them in crossing, and then a couple of them actually helped us with our mini camp, so we got to know them a little bit better. Do you have any, any favorites or any, any moments or matches that you looked at as like, yeah, this is this is exactly what I want to do? Yeah, Becky is really impressive. Um, obviously, she made her WWE debut just last night on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. He is really impressive. Um, Sasha Banks, obviously, is awesome. Um, A newer one, um, Gianna, she's from New Jersey, actually, and she's 21. We have a lot in common. She's actually really spunky and impressive, too. She just made her NXT debut not too long ago. So all the girls are, are pretty awesome to watch, and the guys, obviously. But naturally, I go more towards the girls just because I want to do what they do, you know. Did you uh, did you do research on previous seasons of Tough Enough? I did. I watched like a couple random episodes that yeah. I could find online. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely different than our season. Yeah, and it's funny too because the question uh, that you answered it well just now when I said, do you have any favorites or any moments? And you had legitimate responses, which means, okay, you're not just saying you're doing your research. You're actually and – you, and the fact that you knew that Becky was on Raw the other night, like you actually are still watching – uh, one of the girls who actually ended up making it onto the main roster, Cameron, from the Funkadactyls mm-hmm. on her season of Tough Enough, gave like the worst answer to. What I the... remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. She, yeah. she goes, her favorite match of all time was Alicia Fox versus Molina, and Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin just gives her this look, like <laughs> that's your favorite match <laughs> of all time, and she ended up getting eliminated that episode. But uh, it's just funny yeah. how things that work is out. Funny. Um. I, I It looked like when I was watching the show that you didn't even sort of see it coming when you got eliminated. It's been weird because the way the show is set up, they kind of tell you at the end of the episode, but then you got to stay on stage so they can do their post show and everything. It's the worst. Yeah, and the and the guys the guys that went home before you, it didn't even seem like – I don't know. I, I was kind of surprised at their lack of emotion at leaving. But for you, it really seemed like, oh, my God, like I, I had planned on – taking this to a certain extent and I had and and no way shape or form did I see this happening now yeah I to be honest I was absolutely shocked um I wasn't shocked that I was voted off because I knew once I was in the bottom three with Zizi and Sarah Lee I was done for um 
But once I was announced in the bottom three, I was like, what? Like, do they hate me? Like, how could they be doing this? Like, they put me down here with, with social media sharks. Is that what it is? Because how does Sarah, I, I guess I don't know enough, how does Sarah, who doesn't really do anything on the show, how does she keep getting voted back on? Sam, I can, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she has a huge fan base. For whatever reason, America likes her and, and they support her and that's awesome. But you just know if you're in the bottom three with her and Zizi, you're pretty much done for. Yeah, because it felt like it felt like you got it. Like to me, when I was watching the show early on, like maybe first episode or maybe it was even the casting special or something, somebody right. made a big deal about making an impact and not being quiet. And it felt like from that point on, you were like I mean, you were you were abrasive. You were loud. You were opinionated. You were. I was like, yes, like this is going to be some TV. This is going to be something to see. Like I'm going to know exactly where Daria stands, right? On, on whatever it is. And so for, so I was watching, going like, okay, you know, Zizi's fun. Like I didn't think Zizi was going home. I'm like Sarah. Like she was last week. The whole thing was that she hadn't done anything, and then this week she didn't do anything. Right, like Daria, she's like she's still there. She's gonna get in a fight with somebody. She's like you actually seem like you wanted to win. Uh, you know, you weren't yeah. like, you weren't like oh silly little me. How did I ever get here? Yeah, I I really felt in in the moment and you know throughout the three weeks that I was there, the four weeks that I was there, that I was the most dominant female in the house. I felt like I was athletic. Um, probably the most athletic girl in the house. I felt that I brought character and charisma uh, more so than a lot of the girls. I yeah. really, I really had myself, at least myself, convinced that that I was in the running for the contract. And you know, of course, things happen, and th- this is what I signed up for, and it's unpredictable and stuff like that. So, of course, I was shocked. And in the moment, I was, as you could see on stage, that was that was real. I was devastated. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm a really passionate person. I love big and I hate big. So with that comes tears sometimes. And, you know, anytime I disappoint myself or, you know, don't live up to my own standards, that's when I get upset. Right. Um, obviously, the next morning I woke up and I was like, wait a second. This is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like being on this show, this experience has been so amazing. And now I get to take all of that and start my trek towards the WWE. Like here it is. It's, it's time now. Has anybody has there been any talk about you going over to the performance center and, and and taking the traditional route or is it are you looking at going the independent route for a while? No, I mean my goal is the WWE, so I'm going to do anything it takes to get into the WWE. Um, I've had a lot of offers from various uh, you know wrestling schools all over the world. Um, I'm definitely going to start training this week. I have no decisions on where yet, but I'm definitely going to start. I'm training every day and I'm just, just going to do anything I can to, to get that shot, to get that tryout, whatever I need to do to get to NXT or Why do you think, whatever it is. You said that you, once you were in the bottom three, you knew you were going to get voted out just because of the social media or whatever. The, yeah. Why, did you, why do fans not like you? that fans don't like me. I just think that ZZ is obviously a character that everybody can like. You know, right, right, right. He doesn't cause controversy. He doesn't. He doesn't make waves in the pool. So you just love him. You know. And then Sarah Lee, I think, is a really relatable character. You know, I think the first episode they saw a girl in a flannel T-shirt and work boots, and the rest of us are all decked out to the nines. And I think they saw, wow, like she's cool. She's down to earth. You know, and, and reasonably so. I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, I think I have tons of fans. I think I have even more fans now that I'm voted off. <laughs> I'm like, where were you guys? <laughs> yeah, because now all of a sudden you were dominant. You, a minute ago you were the alpha dog, and then you became the underdog just like in, yeah. in, a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's so crazy how these things work. But, you know, um, part of being in the WWE is having a big fan base. So I don't hate them for, for winning that. You know right. what I mean? I think that I'm better suited in in other aspects of the competition, and you know I should have stayed for those reasons. But at the same time, there's a lot of there's a lot of heads on this horse. So when you when you told the judges and the coaches that you were gay during the casting special, was that something that you had planned to do? Like that you know this is something that 
the fact that, <laughs> or, or was it just like, I'm here and uh, uh, now's the time? Hell no, I didn't plan that. Um, <laughs> that was so nerve-wracking. I talked to my girlfriend before I left uh, L.A. I was like, hey, if, if they ask me, you know, are you in a relationship or, you know, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? And she's like, you know, do whatever you want. Be honest. I don't care. And so I knew that if it came up in conversation. Now, when I say came up in conversation, I mean like a one-on-one conversation behind closed doors. <laughs> yeah. I did not think it was going to come up in conversation on my final interview that was televised. <laughs> in the <laughs> ring, in front of everybody. Oh, my God. Like, it was the most nerve-wracking thing ever. And, you know, you're in that moment. And obviously, I had talked about it with my girlfriend already. So I was like, okay, I'm allowed to be honest. It's okay. So I just told the truth. And I told him, you know, how I met my girlfriend and all that. And it was just like, holy crap, that I just come out on national television. And Triple H was like, oh, well, now you have a YouTube video to show your kids and, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Um, so how, yeah, so it's how, how public was that? Was it something that like only your family knew? Did some of your friends know? And this was like the sort of, Hey, everybody remember me? Yeah, I was. How yeah. Public? It's yeah. like literally my immediate family knew and maybe a handful of friends. Wow. Um, Have you heard true. from people since then that you, uh, knew or, or that, you know, of course, my my phone blew up, my social media blew up. I'm getting all these messages like, "What? Uh, how did I not know?" And all these crazy things. And of course, the the awesome text from ex boyfriends. I was about to say, yeah. Did ex boyfriends like be like, "I guess I feel less bad about myself now." Yeah. 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 It was kind of like that. So no, but it was it was all positive feedback. To be honest, um, I really didn't get any negative negative feedback whatsoever so it, it made the experience that much better what do you think about the format of the show that that it did i think that that's kind of the weird thing for me is that the coaches are not the judges and the judges are just judging based it seems on the video packages as opposed to what's actually going on on the show like it seems a little i don't know convoluted what do you what yeah do you, what do you i think? mean yeah, I think anytime I've ever watched a reality show, uh, I've always been like, wait, this doesn't work. I feel like you're always trying to figure out, you know, how to make it come across best. And I think they did a good job by hiring a phenomenal um, coaching staff and a phenomenal judging staff. Because right. That was just more superstars and divas that we got to interact and work with, which is awesome for us. But we definitely formed a stronger and closer relationship with the coaches rather than the judges. Of course. Um, so at the end of the day, like Lita said in one of her interviews, she was like, you know, we send our kids off into the world and they come back one less. And that's, that's, that's huh. what it is, you know. They yeah. send us off. They try to prepare us and make us, you know, look as best we can. And then bottom line is they're surprised every week. You know, I, I can tell you for sure. Um, I don't think any of the judges thought or the coaches thought that I was going to go home. But you know, that's how it works. So can you still, like, do you, when you see Daniel Bryan now, do you kind of have this thing, like, like he's always going to be a bad guy? Like, you... <laughs> No! I That's the that's sad part. I love Daniel Bryan. <laughs> of course. He's literally one of my favorites. And, no, you know, he had to do what he had to do. He, he did what I guess he thought was right in the moment. Um, I don't think he was aware of how many more votes Sarah Lee would you know, had than me. I think he thought I was probably safe. Yeah. Because my second break was better. You're breaking up a little bit on your phone. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Sam? Yes. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, I think that everyone thought that my second ring entrance was better than ZZ and Sarah Lee's. Yeah. But I think that in, in Daniel Bryan's mind, he was like, oh, I think she's safe now. You know, I think that the fans are going to see that her second try was much better, but you know, you never know. It's, it's a toss up. So, yeah. So do you have any idea? What is the pride? Like, is there a route that you see going where you could start directly training at the performance center? Um, I don't, I don't know how it works. Um, I've reached out to everyone, um, that I've met along this journey and thanked them and, you know, asked them for that. Uh huh training and getting into NXT. I think that's, that's the route. I don't know the direct path because this is also new to me as well. Yeah. I'm just going to keep dialing phones and, <laughs> and sending emails and training my butt off until, until something works. 
Well, I'm sure it will. And and like you said, you've built up enough fan base now where where people know who you are. And th- that right there, I mean, coming in with a fan base and people saying this is who we want to see on television, mm-hmm. I think will only be helpful. So good luck with everything. And thanks for uh, thanks for being on the show. No, thank you. It was awesome talking to you. You're obviously uh, a big guy in the in this industry. So. <laughs> And, and where can uh, where can people find you on Twitter and all that stuff? Yeah, you guys can find me at Tough Dario on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at Dario Baronado on Facebook and all other social media. Guys, I just want to let you know that this journey from now until I get into the WWE is going to be a fun one. And I will be keeping you guys in touch live on Periscope and on all my other social media. So, so you're going to want to tune in and, and watch firsthand. There it is. And maybe you'll pop up on After Buzz TV. Oh, yeah, I host After Buzz TV every Sunday night, um, the UFC show at 6 p.m., and I'm going to be on the After Buzz Tough Enough After Show tonight at 11 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time, hey. so you guys have to tune into that. Excellent. Well, thanks for calling in. It was great to talk to you. Thank you, Sam. All right, I'll, I'll talk, talk to you later. Soon. Bye. Here is Sam Roberts. Big thanks to Daria for being a good guest on the podcast now. If you want to support her, you follow her on all the social media and everything. Sorry that her phone was going out a little bit towards the end. There's nothing I can do. It's her phone. I'm not a phone technician. I'm a podcaster and the last professional broadcaster. You can hear me on SiriusXM. If you want to support me doing this instead of being a phone fixer-upper, then get a T-shirt. Go to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. That's ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. And you can get yourself a Not Sam Mode t-shirt, a la Brie Mode. You can get yourself a Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast t-shirt, a Not Sam t-shirt, a What's the Haps t-shirt. Whatever you want, it's there at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sam Roberts. So much happening in the world of wrestling that one man couldn't cover it all. So I brought with me Katie Linendahl this week. She's back, and we're here to talk about everything, well, as much as we can fit, of what's going on in wrestling this week. On the state of wrestling. Here we go. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Here we are, State of Wrestling time. And you know it's a good state of wrestling because my partner in crime is back here with me, ladies and gentlemen. She's a virtuoso, she's a trendsetter, she's a lot of things that I describe her as a visionary. I was just saying words wow. until I thought of that word. Wow. A visionary, and she's gotten an award for it. She's on the Today Show this week. She's on Fox News this week. She's all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, Katie Linnendahl. Thanks, Sam. You're I'll welcome. I'll tell you where I'm not going to be. Where? Suplex City. That's right. Uh-uh. No. No one way's going there. No. No. Mm-mm. No. You might... filled out a review on TripAdvisor for it. Uh, you Did you? We looked at the reviews, and we're like, we ain't going. We ain't going. Mm-mm. We ain't going. No. Well, a lot... A lot to talk about. I know I always say that there's a lot to talk about, but there always is. That's the great thing about wrestling. There's always a lot to talk about. I mean, last week I thought there was a lot to talk about, and I ended up ranting about TNA and what they need to do to stay in business for, like, the whole thing. Not that you weren't right. I know. I'm always right. Everybody knows that. But basically what I was saying last week was that TNA needs to incorporate some of their very public problems. Like the fact that everybody constantly thinks they're going out of business and everybody constantly thinks they're getting canceled from TV. Incorporate that into storylines. That's really funny, Sam. And like you would want to watch that, right? It's like, hey, let's just get rid of the elephant in the room. Exactly. Let's watch this. And like somebody like you, Katie, who like hears about this stuff but doesn't spend her life on the internet. Would, I mean, for wrestling, you do spend your life well, on the internet. Yeah, but for, yeah. for you to retract <laughs> that. <laughs> Bad example from tech uh, genius Katie Linendahl. But um, yeah, that you'd start to get blurred as to what's wrestling storyline, what's reality, and all of a sudden you're compelled to watch this show. It'd be great to have, like, a character come out, like a tax man type deal, and <laughs> okay. have just... him be like, oh, you guys are, you guys need to file for bankruptcy, or you're, like, going under. Do you know anybody that could play that not, character? Not a clue. Oh, no, no idea, huh? It just came to me. Do you think they could wrestle in suspenders? Sure. Maybe, maybe. a briefcase. Oh, but I think that we should... Uh, I know, what do they say? You're not supposed to... Uh, Start fantasy book. You're not supposed to start heavy, like you're not, but but like lead with your best thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't see how we can do anything but talk about raw. I was so hoping you were going there and talk about the divas segment. I mean, 
Are you okay after that? I, I was worried about you. I thought you were going to pass out. Have you ever gotten that many texts in a row from me? I'm not a multiple texter. You're not one of those ping, 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 ping. We all have a friend that does that. You're oh, like, yeah. Dude. It drives you crazy. Put them all in one. And it's like always at the most inconvenient times about something dumb. Right. And everybody in your life knows who it is. What are you talking to, Roland? Yeah, obviously. Yep. Your phone keeps vibrating. Uh, I did that to you the other day while we were on location for a shoot. It was annoying. When I kept getting buzzed. I was like, literally, I was like, who's seriously blown up? Who's like, That's actually annoying. Yeah, we're here to work. If you could stop vibing. And then my text is the Nintendo coin. Right. So it's like, ping. Like, like, so it sounds like you just keep getting. Right. It's like, would you hit one of those blocks with 10? Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. Jackpot. Exactly. So, but yeah, last night was one of the seldom times that I multi-texted because I was so excited mm. to see, well, and it was funny talking to you about it because at first I was kind of feeling the same way you were, maybe you a little more than me, but you know, Becky Lynch is probably my fourth favorite female in NXT. You know, that's like when I went into Dairy Queen and they got rid of the Hawaiian blizzard. And I'm like, that's my third favorite. How could you get rid of that? Except you were being serious. I 100% agree with you. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I disagree with bringing Becky Lynch out first. Well, I think that they were. I I know that it was an upswing. Right. Because can you imagine if they, if anything, the way that that thing was. You can text it again. It's you. Quit texting me. I just wanted to say hi. Just quit texting me, man. Uh, The way that that thing was. Yeah. All right, I'm done. Did you get that? Got it. Just saying hi. Just an, an animated emoji. Man. The way that that thing was booked <laughs> was, uh, I mean, it really made Sasha Banks look like a million bucks. Because for a long time with the NXT Divas, they've made it seem like Charlotte was the one to watch. For the last year or so, it's been like Charlotte's the one who had the match with Natty. Charlotte's the one related to Ric Flair. Charlotte's had a match on Raw. Like, Charlotte has been the focal point, even after she lost the NXT women's title. The theory was that she was going to be on the main roster. That's why she lost the title, not because she was a secondary performer. But, like you said, introducing Becky Lynch first, to me, was as if to say, we can't end with her because she won't, like, it went, like, bigger, bigger, biggest. Like, big, bigger, biggest, right? So the fact that Sasha Banks came out last... To me, was like holy Toledo, explosive move on yeah. the side. So overdue, and, and especially coming from a girl's perspective, like love the fact that we're getting some serious badass chicks in there. And you know, I love women. I love talented women. I love women who perform like that. Like I just feel like there's something much different brought to the table, and and we know this. We know this from being there at NXT events. Mm-hmm. The crowd loves the wrestling. Period. The women wrestling. Yes. Yes. We've never seen that before. That's right. And I think the only one that I really put in with those NXT girls is Naomi and Tamina. I see them fitting in with them in terms of a, of a move sets like. Yeah, Tamina, she's big and physical. I don't know if she's as athletic. Not as athletic as Naomi. Naomi's very athletic. But I think she can go head to head with somebody like Sasha Banks or Charlotte. It was really tough when I was sitting there and I'm watching this scene on Raw. And I'm like, my favorite wrestler is in the ring, and that's Sasha Banks. But she's staring eye to eye with somebody who I try to live my life like. Because everybody knows Sam Roberts stays in Bree mode. So to enough look, is enough, and it's time for a change. To, you got to get rid of that shirt, man. I got a Bree mode shirt, and I got a legit Boss shirt. Time to make a move. And I'm sitting there. And if you remember, we went to the Boston House show, and Bree took out time while she was in the ring to specifically acknowledge that yours truly was wearing that shirt. True or false? Well, I feel like we're now moving into an eliminate uh, segment because now it's like Uh, Sasha Banks followed you, and she's also been giving you lots of favorites, retweets, and a lot of love. You've noticed that, haven't you? I sure have. I'm I'm keeping tabs. You are. Because this, to me, this is like March Madness. Yeah. I'm just dating all – I'm figuring out which diva. I like how in our minds yeah. we're dating them, then they could care less. No, 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 no. But, Keep going with where you're going. They're competing for my affection. Sasha yeah. has given you so much gratitude. She really has. And social affection. And let's be honest. We kind of click. You kind of click. Yeah, yeah, you're right. We kind of so, click. So time to move on from the Brie mode. You think so? It's a little embarrassing, man. Is it? 
I know it's like your thing, but you could do better. Plus, you're the one who's going to shows with me, so right. it's embarrassing for you. <laughs> it's like when we met Native Tatanka and you had a Brimo shirt on and you didn't know who you were in the first place. And it was right. like extra embarrassment. Well, sorry, I wasn't wearing a Tatanka shirt to meet Tatanka. I was, I was embarrassed for you. I was rebarrassed. That's when you're embarrassed twice over. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, Look sorry. I'm just being me, you know? Look it up. Here's my question, though. Tell me. Ask Bringing me. these NXT girls in, like, I, I didn't know... If that was just a sh- uh, like a one-off, like an anomaly, I, or in like A, do you just bring them out for a hot second and say, this is what's coming, better like pick up your A game, Bella Twins, mm-hmm. or B, is it a question of, did they hulk out too early? Did bringing all of them on as opposed to not it's a one, great question. one, one, like, I don't know, man. And I don't think that this is a one-time thing, the way they separated them into three teams. Like, those are established teams. You had the Bellas with Alicia, Fox. You had Tamina, Naomi, and Sasha, and then you had Paige, Charlotte, and Becky. Mm -hmm. So why, if it was just like a blast of here's what's on NXT, why are you intermingling them with members of the current Diva roster? Why are they? I feel like if it was just like here's the chicks from NXT, they're here this week, they would be just NXT girls. You remember when, when Charlotte got her match? It was only like four minutes on Raw or something like that. But it was like an exhibition. It was made clear. These are NXT chicks. It was not Stephanie McMahon coming to the ring and saying, I'm changing the Divas division with these women. But then even hypothetically, you you take all of them over to main roster sometime soon. Yeah. Or maybe they do the Kevin Owens kind of flirting... Am I like being on both rosters? Because Kevin Owens. Well, they're holding that roster up right now, and we'll, we'll, I actually want to talk about that on the guys' side too. The bench is not deep right now. All right, then we should wait on the guys and let's stick with the girls. Stick for with now. the girls. We'll get back to Kevin Owens. But okay, you got Bailey's hurt, so you have Charlotte. Yeah. Becky, Sasha, and blue pants. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> blue pants. No, dude. Uh, well, what's the bodybuilder's name? Dana. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke. Um, and Glitter Gliss Sparkle Bliss. Yeah, but she's in a faction now, so it doesn't count. You don't like her as much anymore? Alexa Bliss. I, I do like her music. I, Glitter I Gliss often, Sparkle but it's a sidebar. Um, yeah, no, you're 100% right that what's going on. all over? How deep you going? I wonder about NXT because what's going on, and the women are a great example. And I want to talk about Stephanie McMahon Has in NXT too. hulked out with the best? They, they need to bring in new, fresh talent ASAP. And maybe they have. Maybe they don't have it, though. The thing that it has NXT you so special right now, man. is that the class that they have now, the dudes are – they basically created something that is the best of the independents. Sure. You know what I mean? They've got – all these guys are still pro wrestling guerrilla, ring of honor, international superstars that they brought over. So it's not like – aside from Charlotte, it's not like anyone – that's a star in NXT right now, that's a big star, is quote-unquote homegrown talent. Like, it's not like John Cena was homegrown talent. The Rock was homegrown talent. Charlotte is homegrown talent. But beyond that, Sasha had a career in the indies in in, in New England. You know, and, and you look at the guys, and we don't even need to get into that. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know for sure. We could be. With NXT right now, it's one of two things. It's either the start of something huge or... This is just an era that we should all enjoy while we can because it's not going to be like this forever. That NXT right now is is like what ECW was. Like if ECW hadn't folded, would it have been this magical thing forever? I don't think so. I don't think you can maintain magic. So it's like the Krispy Kreme hot now light on. The light's on. The light's on. Those big – Better hit the (laughs) – pump those brakes. What an amazing analogy. Those I'm big hungry. those big yellow neon lights are glowing at NXT. Maybe they're going to be turned off and you're going to have to wait for another generation. You're going to have to wait for whatever you're going to have to wait for. New, new batch of donuts. A new batch of donuts is right. But you do have to wonder if you can strike lightning twice with another roster. And that's why it's just such a fine balance because you have all these girls that quite frankly – the NXT girls are better than the vast majority of main roster women. And I shouldn't have called them NXT girls. The NXT women are better than a vast majority of the main roster women. They are. I would keep the Bellas. You know I have an affection for the Bellas. I would keep Naomi and... Uh, Tamina. I guess I would keep Tamina, but really just Naomi. I mean, she's she's the t- real talent. Um, you know, I don't know who else you need to keep. 
regardless. And then you bring in, but this is what I'm saying, because all those NXT women are ready to come in. However, what that does is it depletes the NXT women roster. Like what, That's what I'm saying. Yes, and you're 100% right that what was special and what, what's been the talk of everything and what may be covered in a future story by two amazing journalists. Maybe. Uh, yeah, exactly. Who knows where they're going? Um, I don't know if you can maintain that kind of women's roster anymore in NXT. If you take out the – that's the whole foundation. You've taken out the entire foundation with those three. Well, I mean if you think long term, now you've created an environment where now w- more women – are going to be interested in being a diva. It's True. Going to okay. a whole other angle. However, it doesn't mean they're going to train overnight. No. It's going to take time. So you're saying that we could have this magic moment now and over the course of the next of 10 years or so, that's where years, it changes. I'm trying years. to go to Mars. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, trying to create some good athletes. Right, right, but the women that you're inspiring now, you, when do you think of a woman that is being inspired watching Sasha Banks and whoever else is in but there? But that's who's not to say that could be a Chad Gable who's NXT who's an Olympic uh, Olympian. Maybe he doesn't have. So the he's already got the foundation. Foundation built. And so it's not going to take ten years. No, dude. It's going to take two years. Yeah. We're not trying to like get results from the Hadron Collider. Okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And you would hope, you would hope that the women that are training in NXT that we haven't even seen yet are watching, going mm. like, that's where I need to be. Exactly. And, 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 yeah, so that's what you need. You need the women training now to realize that, but you also need women who have an athletic foundation. Yes. Like all three of those women had. Because Sasha— But I'll tell you what, people like Eva Marie on the outs. Yeah. got time for that. It's over for them. The model era in women's wrestling is over. Shiosky. Because, I mean, honestly, this is what happens. You talk about attractive women and, and, and all this because obviously you're going to hire models because men find them attractive. But there is a certain element of attractiveness that gets added to a woman when men realize she's talented. I think for most yeah, but men. You're, you almost phrase that in a way that you're saying that an athletic girl isn't attractive. You can have both. That's what I was saying. Okay. Like all three of those women that we just met, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Sasha Banks are beautiful. They're gorgeous women. The fact that they're talented as well makes them even more so, which puts them well above an airhead model that comes in and doesn't know how to work. You know? Agree. And so that's what makes that that that's what makes that an endangered species. Now this is why the Bella twins are so smart. Because the Bellas, and this is not, you know, this is real IRL in real life, not storyline, but the Bella twins, I think, saw this coming. Because the Bella Twins of today are not anything like the Bella Twins of five years ago. I think the Bella Twins saw that coming, and they said, we got to start training. And Bree said, Daniel, teach me everything I need. Brian, teach me everything I need to know. And Nicole said, John, teach me everything I need to know. And they have improved their game tenfold since coming in. They were models. And the Bella Twins have improved tenfold. They're two different style of workers now. You got Nikki, who's like this powerhouse. And you've got Brie, who's like this technician. Are they better than the NXT women? That's very, very debatable. Uh, that's debatable? You don't even think even close. Not even close. Man. Man. They're, da- they're in danger. And I, you th- I'll tell you what. On WWE.com, they have clips up there about there must be in a contract renegotiation, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if they want to do it. This, that, or the other thing. Whatever, on Total Divas. Whatever. Yeah, were... Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. <sighs> If you're WWE right now, you're sitting pretty with a bench. The women, yes, you're right. You're sitting very pretty with a bench. It's like, you know, how – so, well, obviously you keep Paige too. I, I kind of looped her in with the NXT people. But I feel like the Bella Twins still have a value. I, I, I think they still do. I think do. they've obviously established a brand. Let's yeah. not sell that – take that from that. And I think they're more athletically gifted – than they have been and most of the other, like the quote-unquote models, the Bella Twins are better than the models. Bella Twins are not, like Eva Marie is a far departure from the Bella Twins. Have you ever seen somebody get booed so much? Then Eva, Eva Marie? Marie? Uh, on NXT, what, about uh, a month ago? I mean, honestly, they may keep her around just because she gets nuclear heat. Nuclear. Yeah, like she gets booed so much that it almost makes it worth having her around. Like if you put the title, if... Can you imagine? Bear with me here. Can you imagine if Eva Marie were to get a victory over any of the women that we saw last night? 
Can you imagine how badly she'd get booed? It just wouldn't happen. It just that would not even be feasible. I mean, it's a worked sport. You know what I mean? Like, and so I'm saying that I could see them having her beat some of these people just for the booze, just because we need some. We need a bad guy. Okay, fine. Storyline, fine. Storyline. I mean, in a a fist fight, she's not beating anybody. You kidding me? Figure eighting all day long. What did you think of Stephanie McMahon coming in? So, Stephanie McMahon, I talked about this, I think it was with Stone Cold. I don't remember. You know, I mean, I got so many friends. It might have been Stone Cold Steve Austin. It might have been somebody else. Um, I can't remember who I was talking about. We were talking about Triple H and how he doesn't embrace what Vince McMahon embraced in the sense that when Vince McMahon came out as the authority figure, he was a heel through and through. He was a bad guy. He was there to be booed. He did the things that made fans upset, and he made the heroes look like heroes. That was his goal. Triple H does a thing where he kind of floats in between. Sometimes he's as bad as anybody can be. Sometimes he's making heroes look much better. Like, there are times, the whole Daniel Bryan thing, for example. He made Daniel Bryan look even better because he made himself look so look like such a bad guy, which is effective. He did the job effectively. But he does spend a lot of times floating in the sense that he still will do things that put himself in the role of being the guy who gets cheered, being the guy who gets the advantage, being that guy. Stephanie McMahon coming out and doing what she did last night. Or Monday night. Do you think that because she has history with the Bellas that that was okay? Or were you a little confused as to why Stephanie is all of a sudden a good guy? No, I think she's always floated. She has, right? But I feel like even But she's such a good bad guy. Right. And I feel like even when she floats good, people still hate her. Because she's so good at being bad. Right. She's incredibly talented. It also reminded me like a little of when we were in San Jose at the big NXT show when Triple H came out at the end of the night and was just total good guy when really he was in a bad guy storyline. Yeah. So I I feel like that was also symbolic of the fact that Stephanie and Triple H, it's kind of both of their babies. NXT is like... The way she feels about the divas and changing the way of women in sports yes, is just as but, passionate about as, as Triple H is about the guys in NXT. And I guess that's where it gets blurred is that the person, Stephanie McMahon, and the person, Triple H, Paul Levesque, whatever, these people care deeply about the success of NXT and these are their babies. The characters, though, of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon, the billionaire princess, should not care about NXT. Do you see what I'm saying? And it starts to get a little blurry, like now we're watching on TV. I get that that's subjective. Yeah? Yeah. How so? Because it's such a, a new avenue. Yeah. And to know that those two are really behind it adds so much value. It does add value. But I just, I think it starts to get confusing as to... So if, you then maybe the answer is to pull them out of the storylines more. Out of yeah. the authority. Yes. Yes. If they weren't the bad guy authority and they were just like the bosses, like Vince McMahon now kind of floats and he comes out and he acts like a good guy but that's because he's not an on-screen bad guy do you know what i mean yes so it doesn't get as i think it gets it just gets a little blurred is the only thing it didn't bother me i thought the segment was amazing i tweeted out that the nxt women's takeover was better than the nwo takeover <laughs> i gotta i got well and that, and that brings up the, the ultimate point here when in the world i'll tell you even as a girl i never thought i'd be having this conversation about females in wrestling yeah. i love it the, the, it has brought a whole new game mm-hmm yeah, I mean, WWE. I love it. You talk about the fact that Lita was one of the, uh, I think, the only female. Well, obviously, with the other female, that's main evented Raw. Like that era, the Attitude Era, there yeah. was a main event of Raw with females. We talked to Charlotte, if you remember, at WrestleMania. We played it on the podcast a couple months ago. If you didn't download it then, download it now. It was a great interview. Um, but you remember Charlotte. She said that her goal is to main event a pay per view. Yeah. And I think that's a bold statement. Even when Charlotte said it in March, it still seemed a little lofty. But I have to tell you, based on that segment that we saw on Raw, to me it was the segment of the night, even with Brock being there. It was the segment of the night. And it doesn't seem that far-fetched to think that a Sasha Banks-Charlotte match or whatever it is 
could theoretically main event a pay-per-view one day. Am I wrong in going back and, th- and saying that And the Philly show, day one, yes. Sasha Banks main evented with Charlotte? Did she not? That was the headline. That was the last that's match of the bold night. bold crowd yeah. to be up against. If yeah. they can pull it off there, that's, a, that's good. That's a great start. Yes. Yes. So at the same time, and I, yeah, I mean, I, 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 think, I think women will main event a pay-per-view within the next five, three years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, the roster's too strong. They and not only are they good performers, but they have their characters. Like Sasha Banks has, I, I know, I know, but Sasha Banks has that character locked in more than most people that are working, and that's so important. Like the Sasha Banks character is so well performed that you can't not be into it. And then you see her and she fucking busts ass in the ring. Come on. Come on. Tell Cut us how it you really out. feel about Sasha Banks, Sam. She's my favorite wrestler, Katie. A lot of people don't know that. It's true. True story. Uh, what do you think now, as we talk more about WWE and NXT, what do you think of the fact that Owens is main eventing the Brooklyn show, the TakeOver show, but he's also in the U.S. title match at Battleground with John Cena? Mm. See, when we were talking about where we're going with Owens and Cena, mm-hmm. I would think that Kevin Owens and John Cena are going to wrestle at SummerSlam. That's what we thought. I would still think that they are. How can they not? Well, that would be number four. Yeah. This goes back to our conversation two weeks ago, and it's like, what is this, a best of ten? Yeah. I mean, it does get weird, and it gets a lot. My bigger question is, now is, you're going to... Do you just pull Owens from SummerSlam completely? I, I feel like that's a loss. That's what I mean. Like, what do you do now? Owens has... I don't see why he's still floating. We're using the buzzword today is float. Float. That's the secret word. Ah! Hey! <laughs> um, float. Um, but seriously. Well, yeah, and if you look at Kevin Owens' entrance, and it's important, he doesn't come out. When he first came out, he came out to the NXT logo on the screen. Same thing Sasha came out with. Same thing Charlotte, Becky. Like, they came out to their own music, but it said NXT on the smaller side screen. It doesn't say that for Kevin Owens anymore. It has KO, and it says Kevin Owens. He's a main roster superstar, period. He's on the live shows. He's on the TV. If you're trying to really hype that event, though, the Brooklyn right show. the day before SummerSlam, who else would you put him in? Mean, I, I get it. It's a big card. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Balor Tyler Breeze is going to— Baron Corbin? It's just not going to happen. It's not. And we, I mean, we love these guys, but— and that okay, is that appropriate time to segue in my point of the bench isn't deep over on the guy's side either. You start pulling a yeah. couple of those select few, who's left? Uh, well, you know what you could who's do? Who's left to sell tickets? You know what you could do if you built it properly and you've got time? You could do a Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe match. Theoretically, that could work. Maybe not as well as Kevin Owens because he's such – an immaculate bad guy. He's so good at being a bad guy. You talk about people that have their character. One of the few people that are Sasha Banks level character ready is Kevin Owens and the Kevin Owens character. He is perfect. Well, and I feel like Tokyo was such a great representation of two different styles that work so well. And I can't see Samoa Joe like right out the gate. I like Balor's style. I feel like there isn't a style like that right now that's just so fast-moving and bringing so many different moves and, and, and aerial to the game against somebody like Kevin Owens that's, that also has some moves. I mean, he surprises you, but I feel like he Samoa does, Joe Yeah, he do does that. sentons. Yeah, Samoa Joe does not have that, bring that to the table. Well, I feel like that would be what was lacking. So you see here you have a quick-moving, fast-paced game with Balor and then Samoa Joe. I think I, Samoa just, Joe might be able to surprise you. I think you haven't I've seen his best. I've yet to see it. Yeah, I believe that. I think you haven't seen his best because Samoa Joe can whip out some aerials. I like the tempo, some... though, on the Balor side. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens' Finn Balor matches, like, that match is an amazing match. Like, wherever you do it. So, going back to my question, though, what do we do with the bench? Well. I say it like it's our problem. I know. It is our problem. <laughs> it's the state of wrestling, and we're here to solve it. Um, Does this get into my love-hate? We can do love-hate in a minute. Um, yeah, well, I think it's smart. In my mind, Samoa Joe never makes it to the main roster. Samoa Joe's, Which I've disagreed with you on. I think Samoa Joe's an NXT superstar, and that's it. I also— And then still stays in the independence? No. That's it? That's it. He's just on NXT. Uh, I mean, well, unless— Who would the, settle for that? I don't know. If you pay him hundred grand, he might. 
You know, I mean, and being a full-time NXT guy, I think, is better than being a full-time TNA guy. If you've got a TNA, if you're TNA's biggest guy, oh, you're yeah. N- right? I'll agree so, with you if you're going to say, okay, here are my options. I was a full-time TNA guy. I could be a full-time NXT guy. I'm going to go over to what's hot right now. What's going to sell? T- he's selling T-shirts. Although, I question how much work and how grueling it is at training over it. He probably, TNA. he's not going to have to train. No performance center, just performing for NXT. Wow. That's my, that's my thought. He's not going to performance center because they're not building him into a superstar. He won't, in my mind, he won't be at the performance center because he's never going to the main roster. So he doesn't need to be. Rhino's not at the performance center because he's never going to the main roster. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. He's just there to build NXT. And I think that's why he's there. And I think Samoa Joe is going to stay at NXT. So that is, and I, because I think they know they have a hot brand here. What was once a developmental tour has become this hot brand. And so they need to cultivate it. And so guys like Samoa Joe and Rhino are going to be able to do that. Samoa Joe probably more than Rhino. It does run into a problem. So, you know, your bench, you've got Cass and Enzo. You've got Tyler. I think the real person. Keep going, though. Mm. The Vaude villains. Bull Dempsey. I love Bull Dempsey. Keep going. I can't go that far, Katie. See, there you go. That's my, my point is made. Jordan Jackson, whatever. Um, I think Finn Balor may be at NXT for a while. You know, I mean, I think as much as not because of him and if he's ready or whatever, but because like, what else are you going to do for NXT? NXT probably needs him more than the main, definitely more than the main roster needs him. Kevin Owens has now gotten this shot to be a star. Sami Zayn's going to be back. Hideo will be back. Hideo will be back. So, you know, and Sami Zayn's another one that may be in trouble. Sami Zayn may be another one who's stuck at NXT for a while. Ooh. Now, I say stuck, but at the same time, NXT is obviously becoming a touring brand. Yeah, you don't need to, like, we get it. But there's nothing like being on the main roster. No, of course you want to be on the main roster. And, yeah, like, I don't see Finn Balor main eventing a WrestleMania or being at a WrestleMania as a main roster guy. He definitely wouldn't, definitely not this year. Maybe next year, maybe. But he's too valuable to NXT because, like you said, there's a, there's a there's a, a shallowness of the roster, especially with guys like that. And you brought Kevin Owens up to the main roster so quick that it's like, okay, well, we can't lose all that credibility on NXT because that's an, that's part of it is the credibility that those guys bring with them. It's not just how talented people are; it's that we have talented people and then we have credible people as well. And then we have people that just need to. Bring up their game a little bit. Well, Katie, you're a very positive person. Very. You know, you don't like to ruffle feathers, but also it's a natural thing for you. It's not like you're just trying to tow a company line. You're trying to be – this is you. You like mm-hmm. you, you invest in the things that you like, and you look at the positive sign. Quite frankly, you're a ray of sunshine in my life, <laughs> a huge ray of sunshine in my life, and the lives of many of the listeners. Oh, thanks, Sam. However, one thing that I've liked – about getting to know you as well as I've gotten to know you, you know I like to dig. Mm-hmm. You know I like to get past surfaces. Mm-hmm. I like to break down walls. When I start feeling that like there's a wall up mm-hmm. or we're doing something surfacey, what do I do? I cut off. Conversation's over. One of my favorite things about you is the fact that, especially with wrestling, you get impassioned opinions. And the people who listen to this podcast know that. We've heard rants against Charles Robinson and Mike Kyoto so far. I'm re- <laughs> So Katie, really driving it home with the important issues at hand. Here. Well, yeah, the officiating has just got to be improved. But what do you got for me this week in terms of love, hate? Well, my love was obvious. We already talked about it, which is the female presence of the NXT girls sure. on Raw. We don't need to go into a soliloquy there. No. But I have a strong issue, and I feel really Debbie Downer about this. But I feel like right now, yes, if you have the opportunity to be on NXT, yes, to be potentially in the main roster at some point. There is no room for being nondescript. Mm -hmm. And I say this in any front-facing role. I don't care if you're a news anchor, an athlete, or a WWE superstar. If you have a blank canvas, you better create something good. And if they're going to give you 15 minutes on an entrance, Finn Balor, you take it and you run. 15 minutes. You run. It's a little long. If you're Prince Pretty. You've created a character. 
If you're Enzo and Cass, you've created a character. So I bring this all to my point of the week, which is, why don't we play the guy who I have an issue with his theme song right now? I don't have it. That's because he doesn't have one. Who are we talking about? I don't even know his name. Oh, it's... I know who you're talking about. Who is it? It's the guy that comes out to no music and no brand identity. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got no eyebrows. I'm telling you, I have a serious problem with it. It's like the guy in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like Kunu, and he's like, do less, do less. No, you got to do something. Right. Or somebody giving you like a, a blank piece of paper and being like, paint anything on here and you paint nothing. And you're like, well, that's art. Well, that's not art. You're talking about Marcus Louis. Yeah. Listen, man, this is my shout out. Guy has potential. He's making like, he less makes, he, is not more in this case. He makes like the hills have eyes faces. It's not enough. I, it's worth Googling. It's worth YouTubing to just see. You can't just come out with khakis mm-hmm. and no entrance song mm-hmm. and expect the world to fall in love with you. Right. Drive it home for me, Sam. Well, you're 100. Yes. Okay. There is something. You could be an entire character, and that's what you, you you choose nothing. Right? Are you? This is character definition is important. Who are you? What are you? Are you a monster that lives in nuclear hills, and that's why you have no hair or eyebrows? Why? Like there has to be a why are you doing that? When the Undertaker comes out, he does all kinds of wacky, weird stuff. If it's any, great. If any other person was doing it, though, it'd be like, why is he doing all that weird stuff? But because of the character and just in body language and expressiveness and the way the character is presented, I understand why it's happening. It makes sense that he would be doing that. When Bray Wyatt comes out, why nobody goes, why is that guy wearing a Hawaiian I'm shirt? I'm not, like, stating the – this is uh, this is 101. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's even an issue I've had with Dolph Ziggler. Yes, it is. Who are you? Up several times. Who are you? Why are you doing what you're doing? Okay, you're a metalhead now. Explain, explain, explain. Like it's got to click in. You're 100% right. As far as character, that's why I was talking about Sasha and Kevin Owens so much. And Kevin Owens is this guy. He's a chubby guy from Canada with a heavy accent, an unshaven beard, who wears a cut-off T-shirt and basketball shorts. That he literally duct-taped a K-N-O on. Yeah. And that became his brand. Because guess what? That's, that's not lazy. That's true to you. And he made it into something. Right. And he made it into something you can't miss. Right. Which is different from just being like, oh, I look weird with no hair or eyebrows. I'm going to make faces. That's what the difference is. Again, I just like hate to be negative about it. I know you do. But when you have a platform like NXT and an opportunity, you got to drive it home. You got to. You've got to. Especially, yeah, when you have NXT TV time, it's like. If Leo Kruger isn't getting over. Right. The guy that comes out with no music isn't going to get over. You know. I mean, Blue I'll, Pants, I will bring you something in GarageBand if you want. Blue Pants is doing autograph signings. Blue Pants Blue is Pants. doing autograph signings. Blue all Blue Pants. That's I, I would complain about her, too. Like, you, you know what? I don't, I don't have any ideas. I'm just going to go all Blue Pants. Well, you want to know how that was created? No, I don't because I'm I, I just not cool with however it went down. Kenzo, uh, Enzo and, and Big Cass called her old Blue Pants. <laughs> she was just like a, a local talent. It was when Carmella debuted. Yeah, man. And they were like, you're going to fight... Oh, blue pants. And then people got so obsessed. But that's what I mean. Like, she got a name. She got some music. And now people are kind of into seeing old it's blue like pants. It's like going to a parade and there's that one generic old car that's not throwing out candy. And you're like, what, what's its point? Yeah, why'd you come to the parade then, yeah. dude? Like, just drive. Get something to the table. Right. Right. Like, I don't want to think that you woke up this morning and said, I got to get my parade stuff together. Yeah. Like, forethought. Mm-hmm. Forethought. You're right. No time for nondescript in the world of Katie Linendahl. No. And I'll tell you this. Primetime Sam Roberts is right by your side on that. Thank you, Sam. You know it. You know it. Katie, you are such a treasure. It's always a joy hanging out with you. That's right. You can follow Katie Linendahl. If you don't already, you should. She live tweets raw. Her wrestling tweets are fantastic. (laughs) Uh, We actually filmed stuff at the Performance Center based on lines she was writing on Twitter the week before on Raw. That's how strong I feel about them. Follow her on Twitter at Katie Linendahl and on Instagram and Facebook at Katie Linendahl. Uh, you can propose marriage to her. You wouldn't be the first. You won't be the last. Sure. No dates to Best Buy, though. Those are getting old, guys. No dates to Best Buy. It's not that cool. Uh, and uh, Katie, I appreciate you being here. It was good times, as always, prime time. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Chowski. 
Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.